good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to this. Um, I really did miss you guys last week. I just got swamped with spring now here in full swing. I've just have had so much stuff on my to-do list that the podcast kind of took a back seat for a week, but I'm trying very hard not to let that happen. So I'm here again this week for you guys. Um, I have been really having a lot of fun because I've broken into the wedding industry recently, which I never thought I would do, but it's really exciting. I went to a wedding expo this past weekend and it was awesome. Got to meet with some really awesome brides and their family members and their fiancés. That was really fun. And I will be going to another wedding expo in West Palm Beach on May 1st. So I'm really excited about that. And I have some awesome summer programs scheduled. So I'm really thrilled about that as well. I'll be working with dancers throughout the summer. So there's just a lot going on. (laughs) But um, the podcast is a really great time for me to take a break, talk about topics that I really, really am passionate about. So that brings me into today's topic. We are talking about common strength training injuries and how to avoid them. So we've talked about injuries in the past, specifically geared toward dancers and athletes. However, there are a couple of, and we'll talk about four, common injuries that come from simply strength training. So most of the strength training that we'll be talking about is usually heavy weights, So if you're using barbells or heavy free weights, that's what we're going to be referring to today. As always, my company, LaBelle V Fitness and Dance, is focused on injury prevention in all aspects of life for everybody because anybody can get injured. It doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, what you're involved in, injuries are common for everybody. So those of you who are diehard fitness gurus will definitely benefit from knowing how to prevent these particular common injuries. Now, some of these injuries come from heavy weightlifting, like I said, um, powerlifting, or, you know, those of you who just really like to challenge themselves, especially when you're doing deadlifts. So most of these are preventable. Pay very close attention to that part. That is the part you really need to know. It's important to know how you feel when you are injured. So obviously it's important to know the symptoms and signs of an injury, but I really want you to focus today on the preventable things that you can do. (laughs) So number one is herniated discs. The jelly-like protection between each vertebra is there to prevent breakdown of the bones or rubbing against bone on bone. You really don't want that. And to promote proper movement of the spine. It protects also the nerves going down your spine, the spinal cord. So when they are compressed by a heavy barbell, for example, we'll just picture a heavy barbell on your shoulders. Um, Let's just say you're doing some squats, barbell squats. These protective discs are crushed. They're put under pressure and compressed between the bones, and that can begin to wear them down. In more serious cases and often more painful cases, they can actually slip out of place, pushing, putting pressure on the surrounding nerves, and this can cause numbness, tingling, pain, and weakness in the limbs because it's your spinal cord. It's where all of your nerves kind of originate. So it's important to really get that checked out immediately. 
A minor herniated disc is simple to recover from. Um, a chiropractor can help you, physical therapist. However, if you don't pay attention to it and you don't take care of it right away, it can become more serious and surgery may be required. So really take care of it immediately. But to prevent a herniated disc, it's important to practice good posture, especially when you're sitting to watch TV or working on the computer, or if you're like me and you're a podcaster, sitting at the computer and then sitting and recording an episode. (laughs) Constant slouching puts undue pressure on these delicate bones and the discs in between them. It's also extremely important to practice good mechanics when lifting weights, especially when you're doing deadlifts. I see a lot of people rounding their backs and that is the main cause of herniated discs. You really wanna keep those backs straight. So this can be done with proper training, which is why it's extremely important to have a good trainer there to teach you how it should feel and look to do your exercises correctly. So how I work with my clients is I will have them do, without lifting the weight, have them do poor posture and have them understand how that feels and then fix it so then they know now what it feels like to have good posture and then once they have that good posture to lift that weight. So you need a trainer who's going to do that for you. Um, I'm available, just so you know. But that is going to be a really crucial part of preventing herniated discs. Also maintaining the health of the connective tissue and of those discs, proper hydration, proper nutrition, that's all going to play a huge role as well. So number two is hamstring pulls and tears. Now I have had so many hamstring strains in my life as a dancer that I honestly think this should take first place because so many people struggle with this. Unfortunately, as a young dancer, I found out that if you pull or strain your hamstring one time, it's more likely to happen again within the next few weeks or months. Um, I think your limit is like six months. It can happen within six months because you then weaken those muscle fibers. So if you're not careful, you can actually continue to get strains and pulls and tears. You have to be really gentle. So this is mostly caused by overstretching, stretching when the muscles are cold. So if you don't do a proper warm up and your muscles aren't properly warm, it's like stretching a frozen rubber band. It will break. Or it can be due to performing explosive movements such as sprinting, lunging, or jumping. Um, Most of that happens if you are not training properly, if you're not warming up properly, if you have really poor flexibility. There's a bunch of things that go into that, but explosive movements are definitely the number one type of exercise that will cause hamstring pulls and tears. So it's important to understand the three phases of a hamstring tear, and you can look this up for yourself, but it it begins as a strain, which is just minor tearing, and then if it continually is used and never rested, it will eventually turn into a tear. You want to avoid at all costs, especially for those athletes out there, um, a major tear, which is basically tearing through the muscle. And it sounds horrible, and I can't even imagine how horrible it would feel but it does require surgery and it does require major rest time. So just prevent it before it happens, okay? So how do you prevent this from happening? Well, performing good stretch practices is the number one goal, okay? Do not stretch cold muscles. I have to remind my students of this. I have to remind clients of this. 
even if you're feeling tight, if you have been sitting on the couch for like three hours and you feel really tight, you're not going to go into stretches right away. You have to do a little bit of a warm up, maybe walk around, go up and down the stairs, do some sort of warm up to get the blood flow going so that you can stretch warm muscles. Don't ever stretch cold muscles. Just don't. <laughs> Perform light warm ups, bring blood flow to the area, and then you're good. Gently lower into your stretches. Do not bounce. That's really important. Bouncing actually pulls on those muscle fibers. So it doesn't matter how warm your muscles are, how flexible you are, bouncing is never a good idea. You can gently flow in that stretch, but never bounce. And really, honestly, do not fall into a stretch without control. If you don't have control over the muscles and you fall into a split, your the likelihood of you getting injured is very high. So make sure you have control over those muscles before you do something like that. Besides, I think it's kind of a party trick and I really don't think it's necessary. If you feel tight when you're stretching, start stretching with a bent leg first and that will loosen the muscle fibers. And then as you gain more flexibility, straighten your legs slowly and if you're doing like a standing pike or something, you can actually use yoga, uh, yoga blocks. That sounded like I was going to say it wrong <laughs> to help you out. So you can put them under your hands. If you can't quite touch the floor, um, the yoga blocks will help you. So that way you can hold the stretch without pain. Um, and it helps you relax the muscle fibers down the backs of your legs. So you're not tightening as you're stretching because that's really going to not help you at all. You have to relax as you're stretching. Also, strengthening the muscles in the hamstrings and quads is going to help a huge amount. Remember, there should always be balance between the flexors and extensors. That goes for every single part of your body. Never work one without working the other. It will cause an imbalance. Finally, the best medicine for any minor injury, minor injury is going to be rest. Even though you might not want to take the time to rest, which a lot of athletes do not, especially for dancers, it is crucial for the healing and prevention of many, 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 many different injuries. And even if you don't have an injury, not resting and pushing your body constantly will still lead to an injury down the road. So injury or not, rest is the key. All right. So number three is called a slap tear. Um, or S-L-A-P, but we call it slap tear. A slap tear stands for superior labrum anterior and posterior. This is probably one of the most common shoulder injuries that exist. I can't tell you how many people have had this particular injury. And just like with any tear, it does start as a minor injury and then gets more severe as time goes on. And as mo with most injuries, this is also an overuse injury that can come from overhead movements like throwing or overhead lifting. This injury can cause pain during overhead movement. It can cause popping in the shoulder and it can also cause weakness. So those are things that you might want to keep in mind if you have shoulder pain, if you have all of those other symptoms as well, it is possible you have a slap tear. So a minor tear can be healed with rest, ice, compression, and sometimes heat. However, a more severe tear can require surgery to recover. Honestly, guys, if you feel like you have an injury, rest. It doesn't matter if it feels horrible or if it feels okay, rest. 
So to prevent this injury, you have to gain a better understanding of what the shoulder girdle is and how to activate it when you're exercising. This is a really simple thing you can do. Just search up shoulder girdle. What is it? What muscles connect to it? And then really work with your trainer to figure out how you can properly activate it during certain exercises. That is going to be a huge help in preventing this particular type of injury, as well as other shoulder injuries that could crop up later on. So a lot of people will neglect their shoulder blade, which is part of this girdle, and it be, it supports the shoulder and is surrounded by important muscles. So neglecting the shoulder blade is a really big no-no. So work on strengthening the entire shoulder properly, avoid too much heavy overhead exercising, and work on range of motion of the shoulder joint. All of that is going to be a huge help for you in the end. So the last one, number four, is patellar tendonitis, which is extremely common in athletes and people who are constantly performing knee bending style exercises. Um, it's also common in people who have tight extensors and weak flexors or vice versa. Um, tendonitis, like tears, do range from minor to severe, so it's important that you pay attention to that. Again, it is an overuse injury, so rest is going to be your number one goal for prevention. So prevention, again, rest number one, and then proper training technique is going to be number two. Those are your two main goals in any of these injuries that we're talking about today. Rest proper training technique. It is extremely easy to perform exercises um, that require knee bending improperly. This includes lunges, step-ups, and squats. I have seen so many people, even trained professionals, perform these improperly, so it's important that you know what you're doing. The knees must stay behind the toes, sending the glutes back when you're doing a squat. Just like if you were to sit into a chair, those knees have to be behind the toes. And then in lunges and step-ups, the knees should never translate or pass over the toes. They have to stay behind or in line with them. So it's important to have either a mirror or having a trainer coach you through these movements is going to be a, um, a really great solution because they will be able to actively see whether you are performing them correctly or not. And if you have a mirror, it helps you to understand how your body moves and you can actively see whether you are performing them. So either way, it's really important, but I do recommend a coach. I think that that would be a good solution. I think that anyone who is new to fitness, especially if you're doing powerlifting or heavy weights, having a coach train you, at least initially, is going to help you a whole lot especially if they are trained in functional fitness. You don't want just any coach. You really want to research who you're using. So um, to close out the tendonitis, it's important to balance strength between the extensors, which would be your quads in this case, and your flexors, which would be your hamstrings, so that there's no pulling on the kneecap. So when you have weak or tight of either, it will pull on the kneecap or the back of the knee depending on what muscle is weak. So there's multiple muscles in your quads, multiple in your hamstring. So having any kind of pulling on that kneecap is going to cause inflammation, which then will lead to tendonitis. And then strengthening the glutes is also going to be a huge help for helping your knees. I know that sounds weird, but 
your glutes connect to your hams, which connect to your knees. Um, it's gonna, it sounds weird, but that's gonna be a huge help to you as well. Just strengthening your whole legs. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so if you're looking for a trainer to help you with your mechanics and your functional strength training, I am now booking for spring and summer. I specialize in teaching injury prevention techniques, range of motion training, and flexibility. That is just three of the many things that I do. <laughs> but all of this can be applied to lifting once you have proper technique down pat. So I usually recommend someone who can't necessarily afford to keep a trainer on for a long period of time to really get their functional fitness training down and in their belt their ROM training and uh, a good understanding of their mechanics down pat before they, they leave their trainer and do things on their own. So it's really important to do that. So you can email me directly, you can contact me via my website, or you can just go ahead and book a spot right away because my schedule is filling up super fast. So now is the time to get yourself in there. I do in-person if you are in the Florida area, but I also do online sessions as well. And online is a little bit harder. I've had a few people concerned about that, but it's not impossible. So I promise if you want to train with me and you are in like California or Minnesota or Boston um, and you want to try it out, I will give you a week's free trial and you can book that online. So anyway, guys, I hope this helps you in your strength training journey. Make sure that you take the time to rest and take the time to properly train, whether it's by yourself or with a trainer. Really take the time to put the effort in to make sure you're doing things correctly before you start getting, well, cocky, I guess, <laughs> and lifting those heavy weights. Make sure the mechanics are correct first. Um, if you ever have any questions about any of the topics that we talk about here on the podcast, you feel free to reach out to me at any time. You can also contact me on my Instagram or my Facebook. Everything is linked in the description of this episode, so feel free to check it all out and give me a follow here on the podcast and give me a follow here on my Instagram as well because I update that every single day. So thank you guys for your patience. Um, I hope to not miss another podcast day in the future, but if I do, just understand that I am getting super duper busy. But I love doing this for you guys. I love sharing this information with you. And um, yeah, so thanks for listening and strength train well today. Get that blood pumping today. And I will talk to you in my next episode. Have a beautiful day, guys. Thank you.